If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Taylor, did you hear? Marvin Dog Media has a Patreon page. That's awesome. What's that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Patreon is a way for our listeners to help us continue producing the shows we like to record that they like to listen to. That's that's what I thought. But just for the people who don't know, how does that work? Well, it's actually pretty simple. You go to patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media and you can pledge as little as a dollar a month. All the proceeds go towards expenses like web hosting, bandwidth, equipment, you know, all the stuff that we need to keep talking toys on a weekly basis. On the first of the month, you get charged whatever you pledged and it comes to us to help us keep the lights on. Sweet. And do patrons get anything in return? Of course. We're not in nothing for something mode here. Every pledge level has rewards. Starting at two bucks a month, they'll get access to bonus shows along with a mention in the show notes each week. The rewards increase from there all the way up to a co-hosting gig on a show of their choice and artwork by you. Nice. I knew I was going to end up drawing something at some point. I can't wait. Me either. So now everyone knows where to go, and if they forget, they can just check the show notes, the website, or the Facebook page. And if they still can't find it, they can just email us and we'll show them how. Patreon.com forward slash Marvin Dog Media, helping Taylor and Jeff to keep talking toys. I remember when I was younger, I every once in a while I'd get a chance to go out and get a, a, a toy. And I remember we would always hit this this small kind of store that was on the corner of downtown where I lived and it was called Perry Brothers and they normally had a ton of toys that I could just kind of go and pick out here and there something that would be fun and this one particular time I think I'd gotten good grades and I went looking for toys and their aisle was wiped out there was nothing there and I I picked up this one little carded item sitting on kind of a clip strip on the end of an aisle with all these paper towels. I said, I'll get this this time. And I just imagined this idea of taking this toy, sticking it in my pocket, pulling it out, and just having these grand adventures. And I kind of had that to an extent, but what I didn't take into account was the fact that this toy only did this one thing. And there wasn't anything extra to it. You take a helicopter out, put it on a pad, rip a cord, it would fly off, and that was it. And so I really had to go out of the realm of, of what I was getting to really add some imagination to it to get more out of it. But for the most part, it was a cool little piece that kind of fit together in its little concealed kind of card-like package, put the pieces back in, stick it in my pocket, and be able to take it with me. And it was a fun thing to have when I was bored. And having more of them would have been cool too. The toy I'm talking about is from Sega and it's Pocket Power. Ran three grand series and they all fit in your pocket. And that's why I'm here talking toys.
welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello, and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeff, and it's another one of Taylor's patented days-long story times. <laughs> When you started, I thought you were going to be quoting uh, Beatles lyrics. When I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. I could. I could always go back and do it. No, no, no. That's, that's quite all right. But before we get into that, we'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters, and specifically Pamela Johnston, Oliver Sanders, Wade Burton, Christopher Sheets, Jared Hart, and Mr. Matt Moore. Thank you for your support. We literally couldn't do it without you. Uh, so you uh, you sent me uh, all of the all of the research on this, and I looked at it, and I thought my first instinct was, this isn't really what we do on Talking Toys. We like to talk about <laughs> toy lines that at least have some semblance of a storyline to them. Right. Uh, this is really something geared more toward like a mini so, but then you were right. You said, I think there's enough here to do a main show. And I looked at it, I was like, yeah, it really is. And I thought, you know, this is the stuff that Taylor really digs kind of off the beaten path. And it doesn't hurt <laughs> us to stretch our format a little bit. So it, it was one of those that I, I remember having because I did end up having a, a few of these. And I remember having fairly fond memories, even though that the memories are kind of short lived. But I was like, this would be something to kind of take a, a a look at and kind of go down a path because I bet you we have some listeners that have had some of these. I would not be surprised uh, because this is one of those I vaguely remember these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it's it's Sega, but explain to me how Sega is involved with this because they were actually produced by Tyco. Right. So I believe and they call, the, the cards say another Sega product, but they're. I, how does Sega fit into this? <laughs> so I think how the, the idea goes is that it, it was made by Tyco, but it was, I think, designed and produced by Sega. And I think the whole idea was is that Sega was taking elements from their more popular games, and they were saying, hey, we have this. If we had generic games and we had, and we were going to put it into a toy, this is what we'd make. And then Tyco said, yeah, we'll take that and we'll produce it. So it's kind of a, I think, a think, pair, and share between Tyco and Sega. And they put this together to have this, this you know, three-series line of, of kind of a, a quick-on-the-go toys. Okay. So yeah. I was just really confused because yeah, it, it was it was Sega's pocket power by Sega, but then all the you know everything was Tyco. So yeah, I think who does I a lot of radio it, like radio controlled stuff. Yeah, well, and Tyco is also responsible for Dino Riders. Right, that too. Yeah, I think more what it was. I think that this is probably like the brainchild of Sega, but the actual manufacturing gift of Tyco. If that makes any sense, a little bit. So, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. We had three series of these, and they got progressively smaller as they went along. The first series had ten releases, ten toys. Uh-huh. Second se- series only had six, and then the third series had four. Some of which 
didn't get much distribution, if any at all. Right. So, and, and these toys didn't, there was no storyline, nothing to connect them. In fact, they're all just, it's really kind of just a random assortment. Um, right. The gimmick was, and there's several commercials you can find on, on YouTube about these, and uh, some really good uh, YouTube videos of, of the toys in action, uh, which is cool. But uh, the, the gimmick was they, they, they came on a, basically on a little tray that was roughly the size of a credit card mm-hmm. and was about what an inch thick maybe two inches thick no they're uh most of them were about uh, about a half an inch thick okay. to an inch thick so they're they're not very thick um some of them if the toys were a little bit bigger they got a little bit deeper but for the most part they're about a Half an inch to maybe an inch tops. So you could, so you could. The, the the thought was you could carry them around in your pocket at any time. Exactly. And I really exactly. like that idea. And and I think, uh, I think the concept. We'll we'll talk about it. But I think uh, in a lot of cases the concept was more interesting than the execution. Was more successful than the execution was. Um, most of the uh, research that we're going to be talking about today comes from uh, PocketPowerToys.com. Just this website mm-hmm. dedicated to pocket power, the power that packs <laughs> in your pocket. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the uh, creators of that site have done a, a pretty exhausted job of, of going through each one. And you can find uh, there are links to the YouTube videos uh, uh, reviewing the toys as well. Yeah. No. So let's just, you just want to dive in? Or what? what is there anything overview? Is there anything that sort of, ties these together at all no other than their size and their presentation other than their size and their presentation there's there's not a lot of overlap for a story it's just it's to me it's the idea of if you were going to have a, a ton of generic sega games these would be the main stars of the sega games <laughs> so if you're going to have you know like we can jump in. I'll talk about it. If, okay. if we were going to have a helicopter game, we might call it Thunderblade. It would be like this first pocket toy that we're going to talk about. Okay, yeah, we'll just go in the order that they've got <laughs> on here. So we'll start with Thunderblade, and this will give you a good example of of what what happened here with you. Yeah. So Thunderblade was a helicopter that the it was had four blades, and the blades folded together so that it would sit flat in the uh, in the the little carrying case I guess the, tray. the carry case yeah tray. The carry i'm gonna tray. call it a tray yeah and this one was a lot like all of the other vehicles in, in that it had a ripcord with it correct yes yeah and, and which the, which one was the one that you had that you got was it the thunder i had blade? i had the thunder blade okay so yeah. the the thought was the thunder blade you would set it on the tray pull the ripcord and it would fly off the tray correct yep up into the air how well did it work it worked actually pretty well. Um, it didn't fly very far because, I mean, there's not like a ton of ripcord. But, you know, I, I remember like holding the, the tray and you can pull the ripcord out. And the way that the ripcord is in the corner. So when you pull the ripcord tab, it'll unfold the rest of the ripcord out. And it kind of wraps around the, the tray itself on the inside. So it's hidden. And it, you know, it, it's a little bit harder to get the ripcord back in, but it pulls out fine. You would take the helicopter, you'd set it in. It's got like a little um, knob that'll kind of hold it in place on what looks like a landing pad. 
you set it in there, you run the, the ripcord through the card sideways, and you pull it out, and it flies real well. First time I did it, I was kind of looking over it, so the helicopter went up my nose. <laughs> so uh, you either broke your toys or broke your nose. That's how right, I, I had this helicopter fly basically into my face, and so you know, I screamed. I was like, ah! But yeah, it, it flew pretty well. It, it's not a... Something I would say is that they, they weren't... They weren't cheap like they i mean it, the when i bought it from what i remember it was inexpensive but the toy didn't feel cheap even the the helicopter because it's a hollow body that's got the blades on it and it's got like a metal bar that runs through the body is hollow but it never felt like it was a cheap thing okay it didn't feel like something i would just throw away and 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 again, the uh, the sculpting on these is actually pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. For, for for to be as small as it, as small as it is, now the helicopter was it basically sort of sort of rectangular in shape that wasn't wasn't curved or anything at the front, was it? No, no, it's it's rectangular. The the front of the nose is curved a little bit, but it's but it's a pretty basic design on all of these, as far as I it's can a basic tell. design. Yeah. yeah, it reminded me a lot of kind of like the. Um, Oh goodness! Was the dragonfly from GI Joe? That's exactly yeah, the, that's what it the looks same like. Look, yeah. Which is probably why I was like, "Oh, I gotta have that," because I, you know, absolutely loved that vehicle. And I, I think I talked about it on the GI Joe show, and so I looked at that and I, I said, "I've got to have that," just because of that reason. So that was the my first one, and um, it it was not like I said, it was not a cheap cheap toy and it's it hollow but it never felt that way right and it didn't really travel it just sort of went up and came back down right it didn't really yeah okay no it didn't go it didn't go forward it just kind of shot up and i guess depending on how you turn the tray you can make it like if you turn the tray tilt it forward let it my, go yeah it would go up and as it came down it would probably go forward as well you don't still have this do you no okay. no i don't have any of these anymore now let's skip over. I know we said we go in the order on the page. But let's skip over to the uh, turbo prop because it has it's it's got the same feature basically. Yeah. Uh, the turbo prop is uh, it's a it's a it's an airplane. It's a jet, but instead of the propeller being in the front, the propeller is in the back for obvious reasons. Right. Uh, and it again, much like the helicopter, the sorry, the Thunderblade, the uh, the blades on it fold down, and it fits in the in the. Uh, the tray. Now, does it rip cord as well? That's what I couldn't. Uh, so yeah, it says it was, yeah, it pull out the rip cord. Well. So yes, and I think the rip cord up. was on the back. It is, and it flies straight up just like the uh, the helicopter. Do you, do you have any mm -hmm. experience with the turboprop? I do not. Um, this is one that I remember seeing on the card back, but I never. I never did find it, and that I probably would have gotten this one if well, I, I and again, found it. There are videos of most, if not all of these. I think videos of all of these, yeah. uh, except for the submarine uh, and bowling, which we'll talk about in series three. Right. Um, but this one, uh, again, yeah, it just it flies straight up and comes back down. But I really like what they did with this one because has some some color. Oh yeah. Propellers. We got the 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 blue propeller with the red tips. And it matches the uh, the decals that are on the the plane, and the plane is like you know this silver plastic with a red nose, and it's got this red, silver, and blue uh, FX twenty one, I guess is the type of plane it's supposed to be. And then they, <laughs> yes. they've given it a black cockpit. Really, yeah. really cool. Some you know some nice nice little detail work there that doesn't require a lot of 
intricate work on it, but there's still some design work on the plastic itself. Right. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's it's one of those, I mean, it's the same gimmick as the helicopter, but there's a enough of a difference between the two that does really make them stand out from one another. And I would say that this one, as far as the look, is a step up of the helicopter. I prefer the helicopter over this one because the idea, if it's going to be flying up, it seems like it should be a helicopter. But right. I could see where, like, again, you know, this was one that I was really after. So, you know, it, it they sold me at the time. And what, we have another <laughs> another vehicle in Series 2 that has basically the same, same right. feature, which we'll talk about. But I'm with you. I, I like the design of the plane better than the helicopter because it's a little more intricate. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And the fact, like, because I, I like the helicopter, but the fact that it's hollow is kind of a down point to me. But... I guess I can say I understand why, you know. I kind of wonder how much further that plane goes though, than the helicopter. I bet you the helicopter has a lot more height to it. Probably I would because of the so. fact that it's hollow, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. And and the propellers are on top instead of on bottom. Right. Now, somewhat in the same vein, we have uh, Top Fight, which is kind of like a Beyblade before Beyblade, right? Uh, yes. That's what I'm talking Beyblade is the one that you had in the little arena, right? I think so. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. They were little tops, yeah. Something something along those lines. I had a little cousin that I used to play those with. Uh, <laughs> top Fight is, is, as you might expect, it's three tops, three miniature spinning tops. And these things were actually uh, die cast, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the video for this, the guy had trouble with the video trying to get it to work because you basically have to set them in there upside down so that when they pop out the top they're they're spinning on their the bottom and the the top where the uh, sticker is each one of them had a different sticker on it is spinning around in circles and the stickers are actually kind of the main draw here for me we've got a yellow background with a black border around it and then each one there's a there's a there's like a bat a spider and like a dude or something on, on one of them right yeah there's like a it's either dude or, i think it's a cobra i think it's a bat a spider and a cobra I'm looking here. Yeah, I think you're right, Cobra. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what that is. And this is one, you, again, you set them in the little inset there, and I guess you uh, you pull the ripcord, and then you have to hold hold it in place, hold the yellow tab in place until you're ready to let it go, and then let it go, and it allegedly will spin out and, 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 and spin. Yes. But the problem we were seeing is um, that... It will eject it, but the problem is that they're they're a little heavy, and so it's easy for them to 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 fall over, fall out, and yeah. and yeah, get out of the way beforehand. And it's it's one of those like in the video, he has a hard time with it. I can imagine even as a kid, you're having a hard time. I'm looking at the um, some of the directions on the back of the package from that site, and it's just that's a little much to <laughs> expect someone to be able to. It's a cool idea. But it's a, a little much. Uh, a, yeah, no, a lot much. Yeah, yeah, because you put it... Yeah, so, okay, so yeah, you're right. You take the top, you stick it in the yellow piece, you turn it upside down, yeah. you pull the ripcord, and you're supposed to be able to hold on to this thing before it, before yeah, it falls it's, it's out. it's a little bizarre. 
little bizarre. That is a little bizarre. I like the idea though, because I mean, the the top toys like, um, and you're right, yeah, the the buy blade toys, and I have some of the the later. They're the offshoot of Bioblade that has the figures on top, the top fighters. And, you know, I I love them. I think that they're fun. But I could see where this one would become very aggravating for any kid and, and possibly even adults that had this just because if it's not working and you're struggling getting one, how are you going to get all three of them going in At enough time, time for them to fight? Right. right. This, is, this is definitely one of the ones that... The uh, the concept was much more interesting than the execution. Right, I do like the pictures though. On top of the the top, yeah, that's the main draw. Cool. They really are. They really are very neat. Um, so next, let's talk about the guns. There are two guns. There's the uh, rapid fire and target master, and um, they both shoot little, uh, I guess, pellets, little balls. Yeah. The rapid fire looks like an Uzi, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And it's but it, it's got a stock on it, and with you know everything we're hearing lately about bump stocks, it's a little. I, I was having a little trouble watching this video without and feeling comfortable about it. But it's basically a miniature-sized air gun. Yeah. Gun is stored in the case, and its stock is collapsed. You remove the gun, you fold out the stock, and uh, the case has two rows of six pellets. Each can be removed, and they can up to six can be put into the gun. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, but due to the size, the actual trigger of the gun is non-functional, but the entire trigger component compresses in to fire the pellet with a clicking noise. So the trigger guard, basically, is what you use as the trigger. Right. And uh, the toy cannot fire rapidly when the trigger is pressed continuously. But it, you can, a few quick pulls will shoot off consecutive pellets fairly quickly. Right. But uh, the other one, the... Uh, the target master just looks more like a like a 45 with a big freaking scope on top of it yes <laughs> yeah that one reminds me a little bit of um something you're going to see in like an 80s sci-fi movie yeah. where you've got this this you know big like a uh, automatic little... gun well, with a, it looks a like a... one of those little bitty like one shot guns one bullet guns you have like the one harvey corman pulled at the end of yeah blazing saddles yeah but it also looks like a transformer with that big uh scope on the top of it that's what i was thinking it was more like a transformer or like something that you'd get from an 80s movie where you've got this you know just kind of a normal gun but then you've got this oversized scope on it just to make it look cool but it's like i don't need a scope on that i mean this thing is so inaccurate of a gun, I might as well just throw it at someone. There's A scope's not going to help it, <laughs> except it's going to be a lot heavier to throw. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. It's, it's very, for me, these two kind of speak the 80s for me. So when you think of like the, the idea of what some of the 80s was about, it's like Uzis and handguns with, with giant scopes on it. It's like, yeah. yep. Both of those check mark, check mark. If I'm gonna see an '80s, you know, B movie, it's gonna have an Uzi in it. Well, especially the 45. So, that was back when the 45 yeah. was really popular. Yeah. Um. So you don't? Do you have any experience with either one of these? I don't. I, okay. I remember looking for the Uzi when I was a kid. Like this that seems, was one that I wanted. These both seem like ones that would have gotten you in a lot of trouble in school. <laughs> Not you specifically, but just would have gotten one into a lot of trouble in school. Oh, it would have gotten me in trouble in school. Right. I already saved enough trouble. 
Okay, well, let's let's talk about the uh, the road blaster, the motorcycle. Uh, yeah. This is another one where the concept is 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 sound, but the execution maybe not as much. Uh, it's a ripcord powered motorcycle, uh, which is great because it can fit you fit in a little tray, and then you just have to fold the uh, handlebars down. And apparently, the handlebars were a little uh, you had to be kind of gentle with them because they would break off easily. Yes, but um, the videos on this they really had a hard time with it because. Unlike the ones we talked about before where you stick the ripcord into the tray, this one, the ripcord actually goes into the back of the bike. You're supposed to mm -hmm. secure the bike, but it doesn't really work. No. And I remember, um, I believe Steven had one of these, and we could never really get it to work. Um, it, it just, like, the, the bike would fall over, the ripcord wouldn't fit in there correctly. Like, it's just, like, it was... A kind of a problem to time the two together and then when we got the the when we took the bike out and was able to pull the rib cord to set the bike down to get it to go you know it doesn't have a a channel really for it to go anywhere that it would just kind of fall over like it just just wasn't the best i mean this really needed a a, a almost like a better channel to hold the bike and then it almost needed, I guess, the rip cord within the card to get the wheel going instead. And it just, it just didn't work. Just didn't quite work. As just well. didn't work. And it's mm -hmm. it's a shame because it's a cool looking bike. It's a yellow bike with that red and red and blue. Yeah. Uh, it's like magenta and turquoise. There. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Uh, it looks a little like uh, the Condor from Mask, only green and only yellow instead of green. I and we didn't mention that. it before. Both of the guns were completely just straight black, which was very cool. On on a green card, because a lot of these are on black cards, but they were on a green card. Yeah. So very militaristic. The Uzi had those yellow pellets, and the Target Master had the orange ones. So yeah, Road Blaster just is, is a is a disappointment. But uh, in the same vein, again, we're kind of grouping these together. Um, oh, you know what we missed. The other shooting one. We didn't shoot the GI Supply, the shooting one. we got to go back and talk about that before we well, move on. Okay. Let's talk about that one, because that's, that's a little bit different. Um, this looks like something out of GI Joe. <laughs> yes. Now, this was one that I was, I was definitely after. Um, can I read about this one? Sure, go ahead. It's GI Supply. The pocket-powered GI Supply is a miniature stationary set. The case consists of a gun emplacement and mounting piece, two missiles, grenade, and a pencil-slash-ruler. The gun's place emplacement rear is covered by a translucent cat that protects a functional 1988-maybe pin, which, yeah. <laughs> There's also a translucent sight that can be uh, rotated um, out to help with aiming. The missiles have erasers on their tips and can be inserted into the gun emplacement and fired quite powerfully with a spring-loaded mechanism via button on the top of the emplacement. So, score and score. The grenade is actually a cleverly disguised pencil sharpener. And finally, the mounting piece allows you to set up the emplacement on the case, giving the ability to tilt up and down as well as rotate 360 degrees before firing the missiles. Uh, the case also has two um, two feet that slide out of the bottom that let the case stand on its own, presumably so it can look like a weapons rack on display, which all these had the feet that you could set up and put the, the feet on the bottom so you could set up on a shelf, and you could see them all. You could display them, which is kind of cool because it gave you the idea that 
that you could display these out as a collection. I love this one because not only did you have the firing missiles, it it's a stationary set. So you could have a pen and a sharpener. The little ruler had little stencils on there. It said U.S. Army. It had like the arrow and all the numbers that you could trace out. And I love it. I actually want one of these now. So I can carry it around in my pocket. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> it really does. The, the, the green, the, the olive green, the army green color makes you reminds me a lot of especially like first wave G.I. Yeah. Joe, first and second wave G.I. Joe. And these yeah. little, uh, the little rockets that, that come with it are really cool with the yellow uh, soft tips on them. Yeah. It's re- this is a really cool one. It, what, what's even better about this is the fact that when you turn the, the piece over and you've got all the uh, the setup to put the, the gun on there and the missiles, the missiles also fit into the base. So it's like if the gun's not firing, you can put them into the base so you don't lose them. And the fact that it's and, you know it comes with a pen, it's kind of functional as well. <laughs> and a grenade that's a pencil sharpener. That's awesome. <laughs> I want to go to eBay now and find this. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this one being kind of a kind of a, a, a coveted thing when I was younger, and I, I could never, ever find it. And I remember seeing it on the back of the package. I was like, I, I've got to find that one. And, you know, I didn't come across too many of these because, again, I found it. It was on a, like a clip strip on the end of a, a, a shelf with paper towels. So kind of hard for me to, to come across and, and really see a lot of these, but I do remember like looking at that going, this has got to be one that, that I'm going to eventually find. And I never did. And the, the stencil is an interesting uh, inclusion as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, stencil it, and ruler. Well, it's like if you have a, a stationary set, that's got a pen yeah. and you've got erasers, it's like, that's kind yeah, of a, exactly a nice add in that just kind of, you know, gives it that extra umph that it, it doesn't necessarily need it, but it's not bad to have. So we talked about the motorcycle. So uh, moving on, the uh, hovercraft kind of follows the same principle as the the motorcycle, uh, but it's all a little closer to the mm-hmm. uh, helicopter and the plane. It, it doesn't fly up, but it, it, it flies out. But it's whereas you would put the the rip cord in to the motorcycle. This time, you still put the rip cord into the tr- the tray right and this is this is one that i was after too and when i watched the video i kind of saw so when i was watching the guy with this he had pulled the the display feet out um so it it didn't really clear the the hovercraft the way it needed to be but it uses the hovercraft itself actually uses almost like a top inside so instead of it having blades that spin around it's a top that it's it spins on right so it's got a little point that it spins on and it kind of just rolls around the room um what i like about this is that if you pull out like the the weight which is a little gun and you put it on your hovercraft and you pull out the ripcord and you stick it into the actual card where the hovercraft is and open the front gate, all you have to do is pull that rip cord and let that thing take off out of the front of the card. Right. And I, I like that idea that you don't really have too much setup with this one, that you open a gate, you set it down, you can let it go. And 
I like that they're using the card a little bit more, almost as like a a functioning gate system instead of it. Like with the helicopter, the helicopter is working as a landing pad. You put the the ripcord in, you let it go. It makes sense that you do it that way. With this one, you could, in theory, just put the ripcord in the hovercraft and let it go. But I like how they utilize the card with that opening gate in order to give it that extra bit of play value that the card is now included with it, that it's not just a thing that carries it around, it's also its launching mobile. Yeah, it's a little functional as well, kind of like the uh, for the GI Supply. Yeah, and exactly. The, and the design on this one, again, it's 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 a, a lot like the airplane, except instead of uh, uh, silver plastic, it's like a like a grayish white plastic that they've used yeah. with uh, with blue accents and some red and orange and black decals that go on it. Almost yeah. makes it look a little bit space age. It reminds me of um, of Starship One, I think, from the He-Man run, or yeah. Starship Eternia from yeah. the He-Man run. Yeah, exactly. And this is this is definitely one that I I love the design of this one. Um, this is it's got such a spaceship kind of look to it, and I this would be one that would be on my list for sure. Well, it might be on my list later on. You never know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and in the same vein. We have the Indy Racer, but yep. this one doesn't use a ripcord, and that's one of the reasons I like it. And the other thing I like about this one is it came with four, it's supposed to be traffic cones. They look like little, you know, little Lego uh, yeah. towers, struts, for him to either <laughs> crash into or kind of slalom between. This right. one is interesting, though, because rather than a ripcord, you just, is it a pullback, or do you actually put it on... Does it actually get launched by the, the okay. tray? So I had this one, and it does get launched by the tray. So how this one works is that you would take on the tray itself there, you've got these two little wheels, and you can set the the racer basically will kind of fit into the tray. And as you push the racer back, it pulls a spring on the tray. And that tray will hold the car in place on, on right underneath the pocket power. There's like a little tad that you push, and that shoots the racer off. So you can pull it back, you can set it to the tray, and it locks into place. And when you press a button on the tray, this thing shoots off of the tray, and you crash into some barrels. And the, the barrels themselves, like you could actually take them, and they were like Legos in that you could snap them together. Okay. Or just stack them. It was better to stack them so you can make them just kind of shoot all, all over the place. But yeah, it pretty basic, pretty simple. But it worked really well. And and again, I love the the way they've got this design, the design work on it. They've got some really cool colors on this. It's again the same sort of uh, beigey white color, plastic with some sort of maroon accents, and red, blue, and white stickers with the number seventeen on it, like a race car. Mm-hmm. And I remember the um, the stickers on there were they're they're nice like they're uh, with these like it, the one that I had the stickers fit in really well with the the racer with the exception of that front sticker and I see it on this one too I remember my front sticker peeling up I believe the sticker itself was a little too big for the front of that car hmm. interesting and that was like one weird thing about it but I mean this car is small like it's 
it's not very big. It's maybe an inch and a half. So I can imagine that would be hard to cut a sticker for that. Well, I love this one, though, because you don't have to keep up with a ripcord or anything. You just have to put it in there and, and press a button, and it just sends it flying. Yep. It's really cool. So the last toy in Wave 1, we've said maybe the best for last. I'm not sure. We'll see what you think. Glowbones is the only like action figure we got in the line. Yes. Now, this thing is so freaking cool. <laughs> it's a skeleton with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 points of articulation. Right. He sits. He just sits in the in the tray. He's 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 flat, but he's got all kinds of accessories. He's got he's got a long. He's got a, a dagger, or a scimitar, or whatever. He's got a shield. He's got a helmet with horns on it, and he's got a staff that's got like an axe or something on it, right? Yeah, it's like a, a scythe with like a, a a morning star on the end of it. And he's got pegs <laughs> on the bottom of his feet because there were pegs on the tray that you could set him on. Right. And, and put him in all kinds of different poses. Mm-hmm. And for the glow portion... He glows in the dark. He glows in the dark. Yeah, and all of his accessories now, his accessories are all just like this grayish silver color. Mm-hmm. The, the the shield has a little bit of a design on it. The helmet, again, very basic, but it's I love the horns on it. Yeah. And the way it frames his face. This one, I, why wouldn't they just do a whole line of, of action figures like this? How awesome would that have been? <laughs> It would have been really awesome, and and this is one that um, the, this is one that that you will see uh, quite often uh, selling for very high because it's kind of a very coveted thing from yeah, others, from like eighty it's, to one hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah, especially to have it with all the the accessories in it, it's it, it, not surprising. I mean, keep in mind, it looks like this thing sits pretty flat, and that the the arms that maybe just go up and down but what you're not seeing is that they go up and down but then there's articulation in the shoulder portion that also pushes them forward and back and the same with the legs like it, it they're yeah, it's also an honest able to goodness to, action figure yeah it's an action figure to the max and he glows He's, in the dark and he glows in the dark he's a glowing skeleton it's almost like it's a whoever made this and and gave it all the accessories really loved Sinbad the Sailor. <laughs> yeah, I can see Because it wasn't Sinbad that had the, the skeleton warriors. Um, uh, well, Jason and the Argonauts. Jason the Argonauts, yeah. Is that what you're yeah. thinking of? Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah, it was Jason, Jason and Argonauts. Jason, he looks just like something out of that, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cool. There's all sorts of really cool pictures and everything on <laughs> uh, on the page. And... Um, there's there's a there's a it's all true vault retro view of, of pocket power globons. He's one that is really sort of well loved uh, from yeah. this line, and even by people who aren't really into this line. He's just one. It's just weird little masterpiece of a toy that they released. <laughs> there's a really good breakdown of it on uh, the imockery.com. They have yes. a Halloween portion for Glowbones itself, and I mean great picture of the package. Um. Great picture of just the setup with Glowbones in the um, the card with all of the the weapons with them. I mean the the whole thing just showing the articulation, showing like just how much he can do with with everything in his hand. This thing is he's awesome. He's really really awesome, and uh, I would like to have one. I don't think I would ever have one. 
You don't think so? Just, so yeah, it's a little know, expensive. Yeah, it's a little expensive. It's it's one of those I could see why it's so uh, so loved. Absolutely. That that and that's yeah. all for series one. Now, like I said, series <laughs> two is smaller, um, and a little more random. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one we'll talk about on series two is baseball. Yes. And baseball is weird. Baseball is like a handheld video game without the video part. Um, right. I, it's a magnet. So the, there's a slider on the right of the case, pulls the ball bearing up to the pitcher via a magnet under the playing field. Releasing the slider sends it back toward the batter where the player can push forward a lever on the face of the case to swing the bat. Mm-hmm. And then there are several channels on top of the case. It's kind of like playing skee ball or reverse Plinko, if you are a fan of The Price is Right. And the top of the case has several channels to determine what the score of each shot was, which can then be marked down with a dial on the left of the case. And the three runner pegs can be placed in various locations. And it's just such a weird... Such a weird little little <laughs> game. So I'm going to go ahead and, and say it. apparently it works pretty well. Uh, when you're... When you're young, aggravating. Oh, did you have this when you were a kid? <laughs> I did. I did. And I don't, you know, I I think I had thrown away the, uh, the, the package that told me what all to do. But I remember I just, I was overwhelmed. <laughs> like, I didn't get it. <laughs> I loved baseball. I, I had, there was a, a baseball game on, um on the Sega Game Gear that, that I absolutely loved. And I would play that all the time. But I remember trying to figure this thing out. And I, there was just something about it that I just could not quite figure out how to get it to work correctly. Like, I just, I had a hard time with it. I remember having this thing in my hands. I remember trying, and I just remember, like, putting it, I think, in my, like my sock drawer because I was just done. Uh-huh. And that's that's all the memories I have on this thing. <laughs> I remember picking it up because I thought I was like, "Oh, that's awesome, baseball! I love baseball." And then I just, I don't love this. I don't like this. <laughs> I think to today might be a little bit different for me now because it's like I could look at it, and go, "Okay, I can kind of figure out it. what was going on." I can figure on, it yeah. out, but back then I just, just I don't an, know. yeah, just a weird a weird idea. I mean, it's the same yeah. size as everything else. It's sort of like they just took, like, what can we fit in this space, in this this tray? And that's what they came up with. Very similarly to the survival kit. Uh, much like baseball, the survival kit is self-contained. None of the pieces come apart from it. Mm-hmm. You got a telescope, a signal mirror, a compass. What else have we got? Oh, there's a light and a whistle. <laughs> so there's a magnifying glass as well yes um this is another one that i had why did you and get this one i curious. you know because you know my dad was military and i'm like oh okay. this is this is awesome this is right up the alley of what dad would have in his survival pack you know and so i was like i have to have this one and it's also but, got a morse code signal or a level gauge and a ruler yep. <laughs> yes the uh, the whistle on it actually works really well, and that's at the corner of the thing right where the pocket power emblem is. Right. And you just blow into the side. And, I mean, it's a loud whistle. The compass is 
Okay. All you really need a compass to do is point north. Well, right, right. But it would kind of get stuck sometimes. So I'd have to shake it to get the compass unstuck. <laughs> uh, so that one was not necessarily the, the best. The uh, telescope, the thing about the telescope is, I mean, it, it was pretty cool. I felt like it did better just to shine light on the ground to start fires. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> and I don't even remember the ruler. <laughs> I don't even remember the ruler on this thing. I'm gonna look at the back because I, I just I was trying to remember like where the ruler was. Uh, see, telescope. The bottom edge of the case. Okay, yeah, I completely missed that ruler. Yeah. I remember seeing the the detailing, but. That's about it. <laughs> it's a really weird, really weird idea. I guess you could have that to go with your uh, your survival knife, your Rambo survival knife. <laughs> and I had one of those too. <laughs> well, we also got a gun with this with this uh, this wave, but unlike the last wave, this one didn't shoot pellets. You got we got it's called Trick Squirt. It's a yeah. squirt gun that can shoot in three directions. Now this was actually pretty interesting to me uh, because unlike the the others, it didn't come in a tray. It was just its own thing, and it wasn't a full tray. Right. Basically, the 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 one quarter of it was basically the trigger. Right. So and you it fill this thing with water, and it's just it, like orangey red plastic with with black accents on it. And what were you gonna say? I was gonna say it is the tray. Like it's yeah. It, well, it's just the like shape the last time we tray. talked about the baseball and, and the survival kit, it is, yeah, it's the shape of the tray. You fill it with water, and then there's a little dial on the side where you can shoot water in. Uh, you can shoot it forward. You can shoot it up. What's the third direction? Uh, well, I guess I like was... back toward you, it looks like. Yeah, forward, up, and then, let's see, uh, back over the person's head so it shot yeah. the back one at a 45 backwards at a 45 degree position. angle much hilarity <laughs> ensues when an unknowing user is handed the gun with the dial in the 45 degree position <laughs> expecting, expecting it to fire forward like a regular pistol it instead shoots him in the face <laughs> which is like that's actually pretty funny uh and you know it's a water gun what kid doesn't yeah. love a water gun and it's got a, its own little gimmick i think that's a good a good uh inclusion yeah yeah, it's a fun little thing to have. And again, I like that it's small. You can keep it in your pocket. This is another one that would have gotten everybody in trouble at school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next up, we have the Top Fueler, which is a ripcord-powered dragster toy. But unfortunately, well, let's talk about what we like about this first. I love the okay. design on this thing. That blue, that sort of steel yes. blue plastic with the with the gray accents and the, the, uh, the heat, what is it, heat something on the uh, spoiler. Yeah, it's, I'm looking to see what it says. And the spoiler it's, comes off so that it will fit in the in the tray. It just has heat, and it's got oh, okay. flame work on it. So that's really cool. And it's got yeah. the huge, huge back wheels. That's really cool. The problem is, it suffers the same fate as the uh, road blaster, the motorcycle. Yeah. You, you stick the uh, stick the ripcord into the car itself, and it just doesn't work. No. It's too narrow, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it's one of those design on this is is great, but if you have a toy that doesn't doesn't really uh, do what it's supposed to, it it kind of falls uh, into this lackluster category of not being very good. So it's it's one of those I uh, love the design, but yeah, I 
I wouldn't, especially after watching the review, I definitely wouldn't be after right. this one. Now, the website says it does work better than the Road Blaster, but it does function basically the same. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. And it does say that the, the back wheel is, is die cast as well, so that's interesting. So I'm that kind of wondering if the back wheel is being die cast, maybe it's one of the problems about it, too. It's a little too heavy for the ripcord to work well? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's move on then to the, the UFO, which is... Uh, probably my favorite of the flying toys i feel like based on the videos this one works the best now this one yes. it looks like a top it's it's sort of um sort of the hovercraft meets the airplane yeah you've got it looks like a top you've got four blades and again they fold up just like those they fold up to where you just have two so that it can fit in the tray i, I like it because it's a you got a white piece of a piece of white plastic with a blue top and then the the blades are gray with red tips on the end yeah. And this one, you set it in the tray, pull the ripcord, and from the videos, this thing would just fly. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it, it you know, because I think some of it was because it was fairly light, too. Right, exactly, because it's not solid plastic. Yeah. Which and is another thing. reason that uh, helicopter was, you know, was probably hollow. Yep. Yeah. God, that... And it's pretty aerodynamic, too. You didn't have one of these, did you? No, I did not. Um, I, I think I came across a couple, um... And I, I, there was something about it that I just wasn't quite sold. Like, uh, looking at the packaging, I think I just, I'll, I might have been a little confused about it. I know, looking at the Japanese packaging, if I had seen that, I'd have probably bought it. Because um, it, what they have on theirs is they've got this almost like a space station style UFO drawn down and illustrated. Whereas the our Pocket Power Series 2 that we get, it's... It's a nice drawing of the toy, but it doesn't really seem to do anything to kind of shape my imagination. Whereas I feel like the Japanese version really does. Right. So, but no, I did come across these, but I, I never did get it. I don't know why. Maybe because I was so busy getting the survival kit. Right. <laughs> Too busy getting the thing that doesn't fly for some reason. <laughs> what sense does that make? But so no, this thing. But this thing is is great. And again, we're not talking a whole lot about it because we've already talked about the, this feature with the other two. But this thing, there's not a lot to the design, but but it works. And when the toy works, that's all you really care about. Right. Another toy that worked was the speedboat, and I was really confused about this one because it's got wheels on it. It works uh, just like the. Um, it's a pullback toy. It's the first one we got, and it's where you just pull it back, and it'll go. So it's got wheels on it, so it will run on a on a flat surface, but it's also got a rudder on the back, so you can pull it back, put it in a sink full of water, and it will float and zoom around in the water. How cool is that? I think it's really cool. I, I like the idea of the um of of being able like I like the idea of being able to play with it on the table, but then to be able to to use that wind up feature for it to um to float and also push to the water that's that's ingenious and i think that's what what makes a powerboat just so cool is that it's got this land and sea kind of play set to it which is it's cool and this is to have one that doesn't have to have a rip cord so in in this instance the the actual card itself just becomes a holder it doesn't really do anything else for the toy, but right. 
you could probably just get rid of that and just have the boat. And the boat is fun. I, yeah. I like that idea of the, of the boat being able to float and, and do all that. Well, you know, that was always one of my problems with the uh, the Micro Machines boats is that they didn't float. Right. It didn't make any sense to me. This thing <laughs> floats, and it's just, that's just cool. That's just really cool. And again, I love the the design on this. It's a, it's a, it's a yellow boat, and it's got this great decal on the front that says, I think it just says Speedboat on it. Mm-hmm. With like a like a devil ray, a manta ray, on there, yeah. which is red, and you get this yellow plastic with like a gray underside, and you get some white accents and gray, like the out the motor is gray and the seats and everything are gray inside. Just a really cool, ingenious little uh, design on this thing to be such a small toy. Yep, yeah, definitely agree with you. It's looking at the uh, the picture of the on the card art. It it's got this weird five thing going back to the design of the sticker that actually came with it it was a nice update i'm kind of glad they went with that because to me a selling point for this for it to be so cool not only is the feature of it cool but that sticker in my opinion is what sells this thing i love that that uh speedboat look with the it's almost like watered down floating letters on the back of that red manta ray yeah, it's 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 great. It looks really cool. Oh, that to me, this this is getting a little bit higher on the list just because of that sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor loves his stickers, folks. I we, love we that sticker. <laughs> I like it. It's a fun toy, and it's cool. it's it's a unique one out of out of what we get out of this line. I mean, the more that we talk about some of these, a lot of these a lot of these uh, toys are all very unique. In their own way, which I think is what's cool about them and that that makes them stand out. So this one, to me, really stands out. Because I, I don't think we get another wind-up at all, do we? Uh, actually, yeah, we do. We do? Okay. We do. Uh, we'll talk about it. Uh, series 3, which, it's interesting, one of the things that they talk about on PocketPowerToys.com is Series 3 were, are really tough to find. Yeah. There, there was a Series 3 release, but they didn't they didn't get much distribution, so they're really hard to find. Uh, one of the first ones we got, much like baseball, we got a bowling game that was a lot like the the baseball game. Right. But we don't have any information on it because other than it, it came out in Series 3. Right. The, um, I was and it, looking it looks at... like, you know what it looks like to me? It looks like you pull it out, like you pull the, the it looks like a, basically like a, you pull the, the, the tray out and mm-hmm. the, the pins stick up and then there's like a, a bowling ball, which is like a ball bearing that you rolled down to try to knock the pins down. Now, right. I had a game called Strolling Bowling when I was a kid. Uh-huh. It was really cool. It was a, You had a wind-up little bowling ball that had orange feet and you had pins like this. You would wind it up and he would would kind of walk his way down and you would see how many pins you could knock down. And it was one of those games where you would fold it up, like the, all everything, all the accessories and everything went inside, and you would fold it uh-huh. up. I need to try to find that, and I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, I used, to, I, I still had it up until about a few years ago. I'm not sure where it is now, but I'm pretty sure I've still got it because there was also uh, a there was also a boxing game that was the same way. You had two little uh-huh. boxers you would wind up, and they would go at one another until one fell over. Really cool, a lot like this. So that's the best I can tell on that one. Uh, and, and this one looked cool, but that ball seems like the ball would be very easy to lose. Yeah, I, you know, I was looking at it, and so 
from what it looks like, and I, I pulled up the, the back uh, portion of that card, the very front where it has the pins when you look at the whole thing together, the very bottom, it looks like those are ball holders. So it looks like it came with three different balls. And they're small and they're red, and I can see them being lost very quickly. <laughs> the The one thing I do like about this is that the pins, the actual bowling pins, they were facades, so they were flat, and they would sit up with a, it was like a little uh, switch. You could switch them up, and then you could knock over a few, and then switch them back down, switch them back up in order to stand them up. And I, I like that that idea. The rest of it, like you have to, you do, you have to unfold it out and kind of put it back together and transform it. It did come with a ball shoot, so you could put that in there and like drop the ball in there. On one hand, I I kind of really want to get this because I think it'd be cool to have him play. But at the same time, I would be very scared of losing most of this. Right. I mean, I could see where that would go. Yeah, uh, kind of that would I'm go at. south pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh no, I, I take it back. Those are those are not balls. It was a ball bearing. Is what you had. Yeah. That's what you shot with. Which is still a ball. It's still a ball. I mean, ball bearings, so they're a little bit easier to find, but right, yeah, it's a still heavier. a ball. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that we had, we had a Lamborghini, which, again, we don't really have a name for it. We just know it was it was a, a Lamborghini. Uh, it looks like uh, like the speedboat. It, looked, it appeared to be a, a spring pullback toy, so it was basically just a car that came in this tray. Yeah. So really not much to say there, but it, they were sort of either running out of ideas or just... I don't know with this one. Uh, right. The next one we had was a submarine. And again, it's just sort of the assumed name. We don't really know much about it. But it was also a pullback toy. Uh, I could see where this one's probably more like the boat where you flip the top so it sits flat. It's a wind up. But then you could stick it in the water and it would do the same thing. Yeah, it's got the rudder on it. So you would assume it would at least go underwater. Which that right. might be kind of cool, but and it's of course it's a yellow submarine, uh huh, <laughs> which is fun. You know, it's funny that you say that, and then you know you talk about me referencing the Beatles and my yeah, story time. Exactly, it's, <laughs> they're everywhere. But again, no. the design on this one was really cool. The design we didn't talk about the design on the Lamborghini was was yeah, it's it's fine. It's a red Lamborghini. It's, a, it's like a super deformed, like a like a. It reminds me of a micro machine. Yeah, or like Bumblebee if he was a Lamborghini. That's what he would look yeah. like. Yeah. And same with submarine. It's it's got a wheel on it, so it could go on land, but it's got the rudder in the back, and it's got uh, a sticker that says, I don't know what does that say, Bob? I can't no, really it tell. Looks like SOS. Oh, okay, so they're in trouble. <laughs> Save our sub. Yeah. And so that brings us to Save our toy line. <laughs> yeah, that brings us to the last one that we have, which maybe the which is easily the coolest in series three, maybe the coolest uh, of of the entire line for me is the skateboard. Yeah. And this one, you had another action figure, the skateboarder that you would sit on the skateboard. And uh, he, the skateboarder can bend at the waist, and he's got there's, he's got peg holes on his feet, and there are three pegs on the skateboard, so you could put him in a variety of, of um, positions. And there was also a peg hole on top. Now, rather than being like an action figure, it's really weird. What, what would you call this? Because he's got legs, but then the it's... top portion is is a sticker on a on a solid piece of plastic. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it would be like an action figure, but it's more like a figure accessory in that, you know, you can really, you can use the the figure here to kind of shape on where the board's going to go and what it's going to do. But Yeah, he serves as more as a weight, kind of like the yeah. on the hovercraft. But it's not necessarily a, a action figure, though it is a, a person, and it does have some action ability to it, but yeah, it's... It's stationary on top with just a thick piece of plastic that's got a sticker that gives the facade of the character, but the, the legs are articulated. So you can move them one from the other, and, and you know you can set them up in different poses. And, and you, can, you, can, really, you can pose them in certain ways that it will make the skateboard sort of veer off in one direction or the other as well. Right, exactly. And I believe the skateboard exactly. was just another pullback toy, if I'm not mistaken. And I like that it's just red plastic with a blue with a, a sticker on it with a blue background with letters that just say skateboard. Skateboard and kind of a graffiti style. So it's like blocked out but you know kind of kind of quirky looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I like that the you know the skateboarder I like that he's got a helmet and and elbow pads and everything. Yes, he is protected. He's doing what he's supposed to. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate Which, that. Which is weird, because in the 80s, I wouldn't really have thought of that being a, an ongoing thing, but they wanted to, to really make sure that the kids were protected out there. Right. <laughs> Along with their Uzis. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> oh, 80s. <laughs> I miss you sometimes. <laughs> Only sometimes. <laughs> oh. Well, Yeah. So you really like the skateboard one, don't you? Yeah, skateboard is cool. I dig it. Are you not a huge fan? I'm okay with it. I I think for me the uh, you know I, I like the the idea that they had a skateboarding thing, but I'm not the figure for me is a little a little weird for it. So it's kind of like well, I'm not completely sold on it. And again, with this series, you know, you only have one toy that really utilizes also the tray. So it's kind of a a thing where it's like I kind of I, I like the idea of having the tray be something that does have to work with the toy itself. Like yeah. I, I like that. I like that that, it, that, it's, that it's at least necessary. Yeah. So cool. All right. Yeah. Well, that is it for the for this line. So why don't we talk about our top five toys from the line? Yes. So since you had one, I will go first. All right. Mine, what is your? My, well, first off, I would like to say the motorcycle and the turbo top would probably be on my top five if either one of them worked the way they were supposed to. Right. But since they didn't, my number five is the hovercraft because hovercrafts are cool, and it's also I've got a tie with the GI supply on this one because, like you said, the more we talked about it, the more I was like, yeah, I have to put that one on my list. But I didn't <laughs> want to knock the hovercraft off. The hovercraft, I just like that it, it works. You know, it works very well, and I like hovercrafts. And but the GI supply is it's one that it's functional. It, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun to play with, but it also looks, <clears throat> it's functional and it looks like it would be fun to play with, but it also would look really cool just sitting on your shelf. Right, right, and it it's definitely one that I um I, I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, yeah I'm it, it's more about it now. Uh, but that's that's my that's my reason for having the number five. What is your number five? Uh, my number five is the Indy Racer. Okay. Um, I had one. It's it's actually a fun little set to have. Um, it it is very entertaining. I like crashing. 
you know, cars into stuff, and this does it really well. Uh, my my only complaint about it was those little cones, and sometimes the car is easy to lose. So, you know, as a kid, when you had these, and and you you have your tray, and you're like, I don't want to get rid of my tray because I know the next time I uh, vacuum, I will find my indie racer and the cones. So right. it's like it's one of those that the smallness of that kind of kind of puts it down a notch, but it is really fun to have. And it, it was a, a fun one to, to carry around and get to play with. I'm, I'm not going to say anything about it because it yeah. might show up later on one month. <laughs> okay. You know, we didn't talk a lot about the backing art on these, the, the, the card art, because there, we didn't have a lot of, of uh, examples of it, but they did all have unique card art. There was a, a, oh, yeah, a drawing of whatever it was. It was supposed to be there. And then there was, you know, a picture showing you how it would fit in your pocket. Um, yeah. But number four is the UFO. And again, we talked about it. The design is very simplistic. The design is not nearly as cool as the helicopter or the uh, the plane. But the fact that it worked so well made up for it. And again, I like right. you know I like the color scheme on it. And I like that again. I like that it's just basic. It almost looks like a like something like a satellite of some sort. So you could even you know have plausible deniability but i do like it and i like that it that it flies so well and that's that's the one that i would have wanted out of all the flying toys because again it it functions so well right i could definitely see that what about your number four uh my number four is the rapid fire okay um i you know i, if I was I gonna like... have a gun on here it would be the rapid fire because it looks like an uzi and uzis are cool <laughs> but i mean it for me like it just the, the way that they dealt with the trigger portion of this, um, the the fact that it's got that, that fold-out piece to it, it folds nice and neat into its case. I like the the green... Um, I like the green shell to it. Like it, it To me, this very is... Very militaristic. Very militaristic. It's it's fun. Like it's, it's a really cool piece. And I know that it was hard to, to get this thing to actually... Um, Shoot and get a bullseye, but I like the I, I like the the idea that that this thing like I almost could see myself folding this out and trying to stick it in a Joe's hand like a twelve inch Jejo doll because it just seems like it would fit that kind of that idea or style or, or give it to one of my dolls. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I had dolls. Uh, maybe put in a Cabbage Patch. Yeah, it would look like a full size <laughs> gun for a for a Cabbage Patch kit. That's, yeah. that's and I would love to see that. Yeah, but just, just brandishing an Uzi. <laughs> I just, I like it. I, I like the the fact that the case holds the 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 little pellets as well. Like it, even for both of the the two guns. Like I really like how they they dealt with the the case holding the the ammo, and that's its selling feature is to hold that portion. I think that's cool. I think this would be a nice one to actually have and to be able to kick the feet out on and be able to display up. Right. No, that's very cool. Good choice. Yeah. My number, Thank you. My number three, and the only reason it's not higher on the list, you'll, you'll see why, uh, but my number three is Glowbones. And, again, I love this figure. This may be the coolest toy in the line. Um, I love everything about this thing, except he has so many accessories, I'm not sure he can hold them all at one time, <laughs> and it's just a lot of stuff to lose. Now, I do like that they all fit into the tray with him, uh-huh. but I had this sneaking suspicion that after a while, they would fall out very easily. 
Yeah, now, I might be wrong about that. And also we have this fear that his joints would get uh, would get loose after a while. Yeah, I I could say that probably for sure that after a few years of play with this guy, like an arm's not necessarily going to hold up the way it it used to, and some of these accessories would probably fall out of the tray. I I would agree with you on that, but. I'm I'm kind of wondering because I, I haven't been able to see the back of that shield. I haven't seen if it's like a clip or if it's a, a handheld thing. So I'm wondering if it's possible he could carry them all. It's possible he could carry them all. But I'm more concerned about just losing them all. And but but here's the thing, like you know me, skeletons are not my go-to when it comes to action <laughs> figures. Right. Um, you know they're neat and everything, but they're not the ones that I'm gonna automatically flock to. This guy is an exception to that rule because he's just so freaking cool. There's just a lot of personality with this guy. And again, the fact that he glows in the dark. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, because he's also my number three. Okay, so, great. So we can talk so about that. So we're getting into yeah. it. The, the glow in the dark, like if it was just a skeleton, I would be like, okay. But the fact that he also glows in the dark and he's got this kind of, you know, medieval fantasy armor does put him pretty high on the list. The, the other portion that puts him kind of high on the list for me is the fact that we see his jointing for his arms, you know, to, to go out in a very flat sort of way. But the fact that they put in those extra joints to make his arms go outwards. So out in front of him and, and rotate up and down and back. And the same with his legs just shows that they were thinking about that extra level of play. They didn't have to put that in. They could have had it to where his his joints only go out, you know, with with what we're seeing on that's basically jointed onto this toy. Right. They didn't have to add that extra in, and they did. And I think if they had a few, like maybe uh, glow bones and like maybe a knight or something, kind of like in the the realm of what maybe what we would want to see out of ghosts and ghouls. I think that that would have been a really cool pair, and that would have probably been something that that might have might have given them more of a line to do more action figures because I yeah. could have seen these be really good action figures for them to put out. Yeah, I wish they had put out a companion so that you would have yeah. like a, a set. Yeah, it would have been cool. Uh, one, yeah. number two, number two is the speedboat because it floats, and you just don't have that many toys, especially as as a as a preteen that will float and actually like propel themselves. I love that it, that it right. is dual purpose. It'll, it'll go on land and you could just roll it right off the dock into the water. I do like that too. Um, I and think you're right, for that me, sticker, the sticker just kind of makes it. That sticker sells it. That sticker is awesome. <laughs> I think that the one thing that, that does bother me is that the case just kind of seems. Since it's a pullback toy, the case is really just, it's just kind of there. It's just there to hold it. And right. But you know what? It, it it probably protects it a little bit. Protects that rudder from getting you know jacked up in your pocket. Maybe. So there's something to think <laughs> about there. Okay. I think maybe if there was a, a snap off piece to put on the boat that had to fit in the case, I might be a little more yay about the case. I I love the toy is really cool though, and the sticker on it is. I mean, that's one of the best-selling points on it, and I, I like it. And I like the the fact that, that it does float and the fact that you can pull it back, stick it in the water, and the, the actual rudder 
is what propels it. I think that's a really cool design really that cool, we don't genius. get. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Get I've never seen it before. Right. So that's really cool. What about your number two? Uh, my number two is the hovercraft. Okay. Um, I love the design of this thing. This would actually be one that I would want. Um, I and I would want it like with the the weight, the zip, like the the whole thing. Like I I love the the look of this thing. I, this is something I would probably carry around in my pocket, um, just because it just seems like such a fidgety toy that for me to take out and play with. That like it just it fits right up my alley. I, I love the the design of this thing. Um, again, I, I said it reminded me of, of uh, Starship Eternia, which yeah. for being a, a new adventure yeah. AP man, it's like, yeah, I'm right there with it. You know, <laughs> I want it. Um, I, I really like the the look of it. I think that it's it's super cool. And even when the guy was uh, playing with it, you know, he couldn't get out of the case correctly. When when he did get it to go, it's like, yeah, I, I, it that looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. So cool. I would I would definitely say that. It's it's on my watch list. Nice. Well, mm-hmm. on my watch list is my number one, the Indy car, and everything you said about it is true. And I'll tell you the reason, the the main reason it's number one on my list is because it's not a pullback toy and it doesn't require a ripcord. I right. am just enamored of the fact that you put it in the case. And again, this is another one that I love that the tray is is necessary. Yep. It's part of the toy. So you put it in there, and you can you can even you know set the tray up at different angles. To shoot it, to shoot it out. Yep. And again, I love that it's got the little cones that you can either crash into, because just like you, I love crashing into stuff, or you can slalom with it. Yeah. And I love the design of it. Just everything about this is kind of, this is the the toy that, when I'm going to think about this line going forward, that's the toy I'm going to think about. It's it's a cool toy, and I, I love the way that they they dealt with the button on the case itself. I feel like it made the Where best use of the of the concept. Yeah, it's very low profile, which which makes it, which makes the the toy all in all very useful. Like it's it's not a like everything they put into it doesn't seem like it was wasted, and it it makes it actually a pretty neat toy. So yeah, it's it's a cool one. I remember having some pretty fond memories about it. The the only thing I didn't like was that. You know that that car did shoot off. So if you if you were playing like in the back of the car and you shot it out, you know you might be you might have to wait until you finally stopped somewhere to go and get your car right. because it was on the other side of like your automobile or under someone's seat or in the front seat and you were in the back. You or know, you're stuck in your mom's hair. You were stuck in your mom's <laughs> hair most of the time, like because my mom had a Jeep Cherokee, so it. The first time I had it, it shot behind me, like over the top of my head, <laughs> and so it was, it was in the back of the jeep, and we'd gone and gotten groceries, so it was in one of the shopping bags, <laughs> and so I couldn't even like, because most of the time I would unbuckle and like crawl over right. in the back, and I would roll yes. around the back, but I couldn't even do that because the whole back was filled with groceries. I'm just amazed you were wearing your seatbelt in the early '80s. This would yeah. have been eighty-eight. This would have been eighty-eight. I guess. Yeah. I guess it was the, about uh, the time we were supposed to be the doing. The law it. was already in effect at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't stop me from still doing it. Right. It's just, just mom was a little more adamant about. Ah, put your seatbelt on, please. <laughs> so what? Is, what is your number one? Uh, my number one is um, is Thunderblade, and 
it became my number one because I do have fond memories of it. it this was my valid my reason. Yeah, I did have a lot of a, a lot of fun with this thing. Um, I think I. I eventually lost. I think I lost the card, and I still had the helicopter for a while and didn't know what to do with it. So it's like I would just kind of run around with the helicopter. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do remember having a lot of fun memories with this thing, and and um, and my dad and I trying to get this thing to fly. <laughs> it was, and when we finally figured out like how to really set it and, and get it to go, it was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I, again, having the thing basically go up my nose one of the first times when I got it to fly, it was, I have a lot of fun memories with this one. So awesome. yeah, that, that's why that one's my number one. It's a, it's a fairly cool toy. It's pretty well made. It's probably not the best one in the line, but if well, you had it and you had the helicopter at one point, I could see where it would be a very big nostalgic thing for those. Right. Well, and, uh, you know, favorite doesn't always have to be best. Right. So there's that. Right. <laughs> so that brings us to the one that got away. Way, way, way. So, which of these toys <laughs> did you either have a chance to get your hot little hands on and you didn't, or did you never even see, or do you just really wish you could get your hands on And Mine is truly, apparently, one that got away. My choice is the skateboard, because it's it's Wave 3, so we hardly ever saw right. any of them, if at all. And I talked about it. I, I think this may be the coolest one in the line. I don't know. I can't decide, but uh, I just love this. I love the design. It's just kind of goofy looking, and I I just think it's cool. And I love that it seems to work well. And you get the little skateboarder on top that you can put. You can even stand him on his head. Right. I think it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, you can stand him stand him on his on his head and then kick his feet out so he can turn and and move different directions. It's a, it's a good one. I. Again, my only thing with Wave 3 is they really didn't utilize the cases. So right. for me, I feel like that's kind of a, a, a dead point. But I could see where that would definitely be. It, speaking of like the 80s look, this is definitely 80s in its look. So I could see where you're like, I, I would want to have that. Um, and I wonder how hard that skateboard is to find these days. I would imagine I'm, extremely because it was hard to find to begin with. Well, it yeah, but the guy the guy that reviewed it like because this was the only one that was being reviewed, so I'm wondering if it if this particular one is a little bit easier to find than the others. I don't know. I think it'd be worth trying to do it in a search. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Okay. What about your uh, one that got away? So this is one that, again, I, I know I've already talked about it, but I, I did. I looked for this as a kid. I expected to find it. I never could. I am back on the search. I want to find it now. But it's that GI supply that is ridiculous beyond beyond everything, and I want it in my hot little hands. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of, of glow bones. You know, he's definitely one that got away. But this is this is the one that got away. This is the one that that I would see on the back of the card. I would want, never could find, and now that I I have been, 
you know, uh, uh, re re-antiquated with this line it's like i i really want to get this it's got the art aspect of things that i want you know the the blaster is a pen it's got a pencil sharpener it's got erasers it's got a ruler and a stencil and then you can also set it up as a cannon and shoot the grenade at the end of the the line like i want this this is this is my pocket full of fun to to turn around and say Today I'm I'm going to draw something while I wait in the the line over at the DMV and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw things about it. You know, I love this one. No, I think that's a very worthy uh, choice for your one that got away, and that's gonna do it for the Sega Pocket Power toy line by Tyco. That's a mouthful. It's like the Los Angeles <laughs> Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> Uh, Taylor, do you have any final thoughts on the line? Uh, you know, it's it, it's one of those thinking about the the line overall. It's it doesn't really seem like it's a very cohesive line. Yeah, there's, but, not, there's not really a theme to it other than these are toys that will fit on a credit card, it, basically. Right, but I mean, at the same time, thinking about like the idea of Sega again, I'm I am getting this kind of fun idea of of what you think of with a lot of these, uh, the generic video game. And so there's kind of a, a theme that, that works. That's kind of an, un, like maybe an, an unsighted theme that seems to be, but it's not actually set in stone. And I think that that's what makes these kind of fun is it, it gives something for everyone. So if you're not into military stuff, there's, you know, sports. If you're not into sports, there's a few sci-fi and fantasy things. If you're not into that, there's this. And I like that that idea that there were different things for you to play with, or if you were into all of it, you could take it and you could also display it up. And I like that that idea that a lot of these, we didn't talk too much about all of them, but a lot of them had that kickstand. So you could kick the, the two legs out of the back of the, the case, set it up with everything in it. And so you could also display it which I think would be for us now in our our late 20s uh, <laughs> uh, or older, that would be a fun thing for us to take and be able to, to put on like our computer desk or, or shelves and not have to worry about putting like sticky tack on there to, to set it up because it does come with its own display. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, folks, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this line. If any of you had these, or if any, I'd like to know how many of you actually knew about this line before we brought it up. <laughs> because I yeah. had, like I said, I vaguely remember seeing the uh, commercials for it, but that's about it. But, uh, right. but yeah, like I said, Taylor, thanks for bringing this to my attention. You know, this doesn't, like you said, it doesn't really follow what we normally talk about on the show, but that's good. Yeah. It's good to, you know, five years in, it's good to sort of keep stretching the boundaries of the show so a breakaway every once in a while it's not too bad so uh that will do it for this episode but again head to the facebook page if you have any any of these in your collection i want to i want photos and i want photos next to something so we can see the scale of it Uh, right so uh until next time for talking toys with taylor and jeff i'm taylor i'm jeff and remember they're not dolls they're action figures they're actually not even action figures. Except for Globones. There was the one action figure. Right. <laughs> they and needed more. They did. Good night, folks. Thank you for listening. 
For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.